Oh, yes. What's good? Back door cover divisional round playoff preview with Mitch. Let's go, Brandon. What's happening? It's Micah. It's Brad. It's Friday morning, and it is divisional playoff round in the National Football League. We are here to preview all four games and give you the algo picks against the spread. How about one more high point? Thanks, Brad. I am extremely H for this weekend. I'm Micah, joined by Bradley Key. What and up? Can't miss Mitch. Brad, what's happening? You know, another day, another dollar. Happy Friday. It's, it's a uh, great day to be alive. It certainly is. And Mitch, how's the algorithm doing so far these playoffs? Good God, guys. We went four and two last weekend. And I got to be honest, I think last week on the podcast, I went against the algo one time on the Saints play. And it was a winner. So I did better than the algo. I mean, I basically copied the algo for most of the picks, except the Saints pick. So I went five and one, but the algo went four and two. We're fire, boys. That's right. If you're following Mitch's suggestions for last week, you were four games over 500. That'll get you paid during the playoffs if if you stepped up your units. It's exciting. This is an exciting weekend. Another exciting thing is Micah's Read of the Week, the newsletter. You should check it out. The subscription link is in the description of this podcast. It's free. It hits your inbox every Monday. All right, no more messing around. Let's get straight to these games. This should be a pretty quick one. Uh, If you you subscribe to Backdoor Cover, you know Brad and I broke down all these games on Tuesday, so you can go back and listen if you want to hear what happened last round and see if there's some insight. Brad and I, at some point, are going to sit down and talk about the James Harden trade, but haven't had the chance. And today is not that day. Today is the day to talk about these four games. Before we get into it, a couple of uh, quick NFL notes. Uh, Urban Meyer is the new head coach as, as in Jacksonville. Uh, the Jets have hired the 49ers defensive coordinator, Saleh. Is that what, how the guy's name is pronounced? Good and, question. And uh, the Falcons are set to offer... Uh, the head coaching job to Arthur Smith, the Titans offensive coordinator. Any of these three, I guess Urban is the biggest splash of the three. You guys have any thoughts on these? Not really. Other than Urban going back to Florida where he had so much success at the University of Florida uh, or whatever you call it, Florida University. I don't know how they say it. University of Florida. That works. Okay. Hi. Yeah, I don't know. Back to a, a place where he has seen success, although everywhere he goes, he sees success. I think the pro game is well suited to him. Like, all the things that you don't like about him, Micah, it seems like that no longer applies as much as in the professional world, right? Like some of his, I don't know, you're, you question his morals, don't you, with how he treats the college players and all of that? Uh, no, not necessarily. I mean, I just think the things that he says are normally the things that make me angrier. Ah, well, he's going to uh, say things, the, so you're going to have to You know, it. he always finds a way to quit and claim that he wants to spend time with his family or that his health stinks, and then he just shows up again a year or two later when the best job in the world shows up, but I'm happy. Jacksonville is not the best job in the world for the record. Well, I would I, agree with that. That I is not the best agree. job. But and I have seen that, this yeah. before where you look at Pete Carroll, who was at USC for a while. He came out, his first stint was with the new England Patriots and it wasn't a great experiment. It really wasn't. He went back to school <laughs> and then he came out and 
obviously found success with Seattle, albeit he had some tremendous talent uh, on that Seahawks team. Um, Urban's got his work cut out for him. And I don't know how this experiment is actually going to pan out. And, you know, if he, if he's got Ajita from winning too many games uh, at Ohio state, I can't imagine the angst that he's going to get with the shittiest franchise possibly in all of sports. Did you say Ajita? I agree. I did. What is Ajita? Is that another quirky term that you're, that you're, uh, whatever your father uses? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, please, please yeah. elaborate. What is Ajita? It's like, uh, it's, it, it's, it's like stress, man. It's like, you know, it's, mm. it's heartburn. It's stress. I got you. Okay. I got that all there. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. I would add that there's a reason this team went one in 15, including 15 losses in a row. They stink. They, they've, they've traded their best players. I don't know what kind of draft capital they have. You're betting on Trevor Lawrence, which, you know, all things considered seems to be a pretty good bet. Historically, this guy seems to be, you know, one of the best prospects to come out since Andrew Luck or perhaps better than that, depending on where you're looking. So you're, he's tying his wagon to that kid and uh, a bad roster and hopefully, you know, some time and some draft capital. It's risky. Uh, I really like this guy who the Jets just hired. Uh, Robert Salee is the dude's name, if, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Uh, what do you like about him? He's a high-energy guy. He was the 49ers <laughs> defensive coordinator. And he's the guy I wanted the Cowboys to talk to last year instead of that fat loser we hired instead. Ah. Um, but he's probably got too much personality. I'll also mention he is now the first Muslim ever to be a head coach in the NFL. Let's go. For whatever that's worth. Let's go. And uh, the, the offensive coordinator of the – Tennessee Titans, Arthur Smith, the new head coach, are being offered the job in Atlanta. So we'll see. I, who knows what that is? He's only 38 years old, kind of a doughy white guy. Sounds like a lot of people uh, I know, doughy white guys. That's true. Nothing wrong with that, really. Okay, uh, let's, uh, let's get into it. We've got four games this weekend, and uh, they are pretty exciting in, in, my, in my very humble opinion. We'll start with the early game. It's the Rams at Packers. Uh, this game on Fox, it kicks off at 3.35 Central time. So for whatever that's worth. And uh, there's some storylines here. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers coming off of a bye week. They were the number one seed. They went 13-3 again for the second consecutive season. They are at home. There is snow in the forecast, although the temperature is supposed to be like above freezing so it's probably not going to stick but there will probably actually it's 32 degrees so there may be some snow flying <laughs> but probably not sticking okay. for whatever that's worth uh the quarterback situation for the rams is unclear it seems that that Goff is going to play with an injured thumb um but who knows you know he wasn't very good last week he hasn't been good most of this season uh he's a problem Rogers, yeah looks good. Oh, John Wolford is out this week. So it will, will be golf. And I don't, I think I read that, uh, Blake Bortles is the backup quarterback. So ugh, yuck. That being said, they're only six and a half point underdogs. And the over under is 45 and a half. Uh, the other question is whether Aaron Donald has a rib injury. If that's going to slow him down, I'm sure he'll play, but will that be a major factor? 
on the offensive side for Green Bay, you've got Devontae Adams uh, running around. These guys are healthy, although they do have some some issues at uh, left tackle. That being said, this is a team that's rolling. They've won uh, a bunch of games in a row and won pretty big, pretty handily, most of them. Lambeau Field, without fans, though. Uh, so some of the advantage there may be gone, but still, you're, you're thinking playing their team from L.A., flying to Wisconsin, uh, should be an advantage for the Packers. you guys have any other thoughts on this before we get to the picks? I, I got a real quick thought. A banged-up Rams team going from sunny California to cold-ass Green Bay to play Aaron Rodgers while he's basically an apex predator form. I don't think it's going to go very well for them. Uh, I'll let Mitch elaborate here. Let's dive into it. Because, yeah, I agree with you. I think the cornerstone of the Rams defense is banged up. You've got the best wide receiver on the uh, offensive side and Connor Cup banged up. I think I think they're in trouble. Um, and obviously with the quarterback yeah. with a broken thumb. And Donald banged so, up. Th- th- this is this is not a Seattle Seahawks team, and and the Seahawks, you know, uh, they made some crucial errors last week. It just it didn't go their way. The Rams looked like the better team. Um, was wrong on that. I still I still would take Seattle in in uh, 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 having a better fighting chance against Green Bay uh, than the Rams here. Yeah, I, I do not think this is going to go well for. Uh, the Rams. I will say Jalen Ramsey versus Devontae Adams will be a pretty fascinating matchup, and we'll see if he it, can't mute it them a little bit. It potentially could be. The one thing I will say is that traditionally Jalen Ramsey does not follow the number one receiver around, and the Packers move Devontae Adams around. So it's not, it doesn't mean that they won't do it. You but mean he lines up on him, but he doesn't rotate? That's right. Okay. Uh, Ramsey just lines up on one side. He takes over so, one side of the field. Not and an so Adams turner. will move. Yeah. Generally, he won't follow him. Now that they could change their scheme up this week, but that's not how they've operated all season. Yeah, and if that's the case, I think Valdez Scantling is going to have a monster game. Right. So we can assume that Ramsey's going to cover up Adams. That's going to open up. Uh, Valdez Scantling, I think he's going to have a very, very big game. So for those uh, daily fantasy players, watch out. I think I think that's a great play right there for a wide receiver. Good advice. I right. agree. What's the number say? What's the what's the algo spat out? Yeah. So actually, so we've got. Um, I'll I'll talk about the line first because that line opened up at seven and went down to six and a half. It's kind of gone back and forth, and you've got sixty one percent of the betting public uh, coming in on Green Bay. The algorithm has Green Bay winning 28 to 20, giving you one and a half points of value. Out of all the games, I think this game could be a double-digit victory. Uh, This is my lock of the the playoff weekend. I absolutely love Green Bay at home in the cold against a banged-up Rams team. Just like Brad said, you've got that sunny Cali team yeah. hanging out in cold weather Lambeau. This is just not a good recipe for the Rams to try and march in and get a, re- uh, a, a an underdog win. It's not going to happen. This number is far too low in my opinion, Agreed. especially with Green Bay coming off a bye week. This is a 
methodical quarterback who I think uh, understands that defense and he's going to be able to, you know, whatever they're going to throw at him, Rogers is going to be able to um, overcome it. And uh, this, this will be an easy win for the pack. I tend to agree. All hands on deck. Uh, I yeah. All in this. I, Mitch, what, where did you say 61% of the money? What side is it on? Green Bay. Yeah, I just I wonder if this is one where we should make this bet today and closer to game time, this line may, you know, creep up a little bit higher to seven, or they'll just want to keep it at six and a half to get some action. Uh, we'll see. We we all like the Packers. That's our that, yeah, that's and the algos. Is that the algos lock of the week or Mitch's lock of the week? Well, that's my lock of the week. The algo has um, a bigger lock of the week, but I will say this: that six and a half number, buy it down to six, seven, six, four, and three. Those are some of the numbers that you want to get it down to. It's only going to cost you an extra ten percent, just an added bit of insurance. Why not take it? I love it. I think that's important. All right, moving on to what I, the game that I am most excited about this weekend. The Ravens at Bills, this game at 7.15 Central Time. Baltimore comes in uh, after getting their revenge over Tennessee last week, the team that knocked them out of the playoffs last year. Buffalo uh, comes in after their closest win in a long time uh, where they defeated Indy 27-24. This game in Buffalo, weather 37 degrees and snow forecasted. So this is the game where there may be snow, but probably not snow on the ground for whatever that's worth. Buffalo comes in a two and a half point home favorite. The over under is only 49 and a half. I I'm going to go out on the limb and say, I, I like the over here before we talk about anything else. That being said, Lamar Jackson said he's never played in the snow before. Josh Allen uh, obviously has. These are two of the best young quarterbacks in football, two guys that can run Allen may be a better runner in these conditions although generally running runners run in snow uh we shall see there as well it's a great matchup i'm excited about this one i'm inclined to think buffalo is the better team based on the body of work this season but baltimore might have one of the highest ceilings in all of football Uh, there's not a team that baltimore can't beat uh that's left in the playoffs and that's where we are. 7.15 prime time on NBC. Ooh, Saturday night. What do you guys think? Yeah, I don't have a great feel for this one. This one, I don't have a strong perspective on either team being the favorite here. I I tend to lean towards Buffalo. I think they've got a better uh, resume, body of work from the season, obviously. Um, you, we saw, we, while we haven't seen Lamar Jackson run in snow do y'all remember, maybe it was two, three weeks back, he, it was raining super hard, and he was slipping everywhere. He could not get grip on anything. Like, his his feet just slipped out of him the whole time. He could not get loose. I, I could see that being another problem for him. And if he can't get traction, I, that's a, that's very problematic for him. Um, I tend to lean towards Buffalo, but, yeah, I'm interested to hear Mitch's take here. Well, first off, I, li- I like your take on the footing situation. They can replace the, the, the cleats. And, you know, it might slow him down a little bit, but it'll certainly give him that traction. Here's the thing. This line to me screams Baltimore. Just looking at it, okay? When you see, because three points is essentially, you know, this is at Buffalo. Three points is telling you that on a neutral field, you know, these teams are evenly matched. That two and a half almost tells me on a neutral field that Baltimore is the better team. 
right? And that two and a half number, um, that to me just says Baltimore all day. The algorithm has Buffalo 24, Baltimore 26. Baltimore is the better football team. And here's one thing that people don't realize about Baltimore. They've got the second best defense uh, in the league. Um, I think Baltimore, uh, from a rushing perspective, I don't know how Buffalo's defense, especially what we saw the Colts do last week. This is the same playbook, okay? Except instead of Phillip Rivers, you've got a dangerous Lamar Jackson who can pull that ball down and run. So I think there's a major problem for Buffalo's run defense. I don't know how they're going to stop Dobbins and Jackson, They've got the number one rushing offense and uh, Baltimore. Yeah, they're ranked second in the league uh, in regular season and points allowed a game. So I think that they've got enough on defense to really shut down Buffalo. This will be Buffalo's hardest task from a defensive perspective that they faced in a long time. And go back and look what Baltimore has done from a scheduling perspective. Yeah. On the defensive side. Okay. If you, I'll, I'll list them. Okay. They, other than uh, the mid December Browns game. Okay. Granted, forget about the teams. They let up 13 points, three points, 13 points, 14 points. Forget about the Browns, 17 points, 19 points. That's going back all the way to December. Other than the Browns game and that game, I don't know what happened. It almost felt like one of those Texas Tech, Oklahoma games. (laughs) Yeah. But I absolutely love Baltimore here. Not only with the points, we're going to take him plus three and we're going to take the money line here. I think I really like Baltimore. This is my, this is the exercise I was just about to say. Let's talk, let's talk about sprinkling money lines here. So if you've got a unit, what percentage are you putting on money line versus what percentage are you putting on? Uh, against the spread for this game, I would take 50% of 50, my 50. unit size. And, um, I, I take a, you know, if, if, if a unit's a hundred dollars, I would take a unit on Buffalo, uh, Baltimore plus three, and then I'll take a half a unit on the money line. Nice. So, and, and, and by the way, um, 66% of the betting public coming in on Buffalo, that line opened up at two and a half. It has not moved. I like this game. What Let's what go. what was the Algos pick for this one? 24 26, 26. to 24. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the Correct. rule goes if traditionally if you're betting in the playoffs, you can't take an underdog unless you think they're going to win the football game straight up. And that's uh that's why in this case, we certainly feel good about betting Green Bay. I think I like Buffalo in this spot, I'll just say it. I think they they've been the better team and I think they're going to win uh by a field goal. But we shall see. That's the game I'm most excited about. On to Sunday, Cleveland goes to Kansas City. Uh, the Chiefs essentially lost one game this season. They lost week 17 without playing their starters. So they've had two weeks off, essentially. Uh, Andy Reid, Andy Reid's teams are 19-1 and one after a bye week since he's been in Kansas City, which is fucking amazing. That would lead you to believe that the Chiefs are an unbeatable team here. Vegas has the Chiefs a 10-point favorite, which is about where this line's been all week. The over-under is 57. 
the Browns have gotten their coach back as well as a couple starters that missed the last week. Uh, uh, defensive backs, which are important when you're playing Kansas City. This Browns team seems to be capable of playing to the blueprint that you need to beat the Chiefs, which is running the football, slowing the game down, limiting possessions, and perhaps turning over uh, Patrick Mahomes. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, uh, The Browns basically won their Super Bowl last year with their first playoff win in 25, 25 fucking years. <laughs> but that's just what I think. Mitch, Brad, what do you all think? And what, where's the algo in this one? I'll just say this real quick. I think this is an interesting first game for the, the Chiefs to come out and play. And like you said, uh, running, good defense, trying to slow the game down. I think those are all interesting uh, tactics, strategies to beat this high-potency offense in the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Baker's been playing better. Baker looked pretty good last week. I'm, I'm curious, Mitch, what, what are your thoughts here? Here, before we get to Tens the Alvo, this is my this is my biggest thought. Okay, the Chiefs haven't beat anyone by more than six points. They coasted almost since they crushed the Jets in week eight. So we've actually the algo. If you look back, it's been against the Chiefs quite a bit. It's taken the other side. They are not a covering machine. So, yeah, that, that to me, you know, Casey clearly the the potent offense that we've seen will continue to see what you just mentioned in that running game i think this is a recipe that cleveland can keep it close if they have success on the ground Mm. between chubb and and kareem i mean casey's defense they're giving up four and a half yards per carry that's not a good recipe to go up two of the best backs in the league yeah I would say easily the two best backs in the league, like a two-headed monster uh, rotation. They've been incredible. Incredible. So, and the other thing, Mahomes, he doesn't look like he's the same guy. He's missing throws. He's only completed less than 59% of his passes. Seven touchdowns, four interceptions. And he's got a passer rating of 87.6. So, you know, perhaps Cleveland's defense, you know, and, and certainly, you know, you saw what uh, Big Ben did in the second half of that game. Uh, if Mahomes, you know, can can do a similar thing and chew up that defense, maybe this game gets out of hand. But, um, you know, this is the Algo's biggest play or biggest lock of the week. Highest value uh, index. Based on the value index. Hmm. Um, Kansas City. 31 Cleveland 27 and that's giving you six points of value on the value index. Uh, I made an error there guys, by the way, Um, I got it. Second, secondly, uh, the line opened up at 10. It's pretty much stayed there. It hasn't moved much. And naturally with, with Casey's uh, fan base and, and just the overall, um, Aura around Mahomes, 65% of the betting public on Kansas City. Look, I think out of all the games that the Algo has, this game could get out of hand. It, it could. But I just don't see it happening. I really like the way that Cleveland's playing. 
I love the poise. And again, it just comes down to the run game. Very similar to what I said with the Colts Bills game last week. If they can control the ground game, then they're going to have a shot to win the game. Period. Mm. Bold take here. That seems to be something the Browns are capable of doing. Okay. So we'll see. I, I Let me also be clear. I wouldn't waste a penny sprinkling this because even in the event that this game is within a touchdown, which history of the Chiefs recently says it will be, the Browns will find a way to lose this. The Chiefs have a great kicking game. The Chiefs will make a field goal. The Browns will miss one. Something will happen. I just don't see and, – and we'll come back and talk about it next week. And I could be wrong if the Browns are playing for the AFC Championship, but I I don't see any scenario that they actually win the football game. But we shall see. That's why they. We play. don't need to win. We don't need to win. We That's just right. need to cover the ten points. Let's remember that mm. very That's clear. True. And I think this is a game. Look, you look at what they've done in in, in almost. I guess 10 weeks of football, two months of football since they've played the Jets, they haven't won by more than six points. And they've played some terrible teams. Yeah. Terrible teams. I mean, you who the Chiefs, <laughs> you look at uh their schedule and uh okay, they barely beat the Falcons by three at home. Mitch is agitated. They barely, I like they this. barely beat the Broncos. The Broncos. They barely beat the loser Derek Carr on the road. They barely beat the Panthers. So, man, I'm telling you, this is the, something's off with this team. They're winning. They're winning, but they're not winning by much. Let's just hope they're not coasting and they come out here and just drop kick ball or uh, Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland, the Browns. So we'll, well see. We will see. We got five minutes left to get to the last game. Uh, this is the game that'll be watched by the most Americans. It's 5:40 Sunday night. It's on Fox. You got Troy. You got uh, Joe Buck. New Orleans hosts the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's Drew Brees versus Tom Brady, two of the most prolific and greatest quarterbacks in the history of the league, uh, facing off the Saints. Our three-point home favorites, the over-under is 52, which seems perhaps low uh, based on the number of weapons that both of these teams have. Tampa has been rolling as of late, especially on offense. They've won their last five games, uh, and they've been putting up big numbers in in all of them, basically. Uh, They're finally – they've integrated – they've integrated Antonio Brown into the the, uh, offense, who looked like a real difference maker last week. Mike Evans had 119 yards and Leonard Fournette played well last week. We don't know exactly what the status of um, Jones, the running back is this week based on uh, Ronald Jones is questionable as is Pierre Paul, Carlton Davis, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin. Questionable could be all of them playing. Uh, We'll see. The Saints are a little healthier, but Taysom Hill is questionable. Jared Cook is questionable. Latavius Murray is questionable. I would assume all, all three of those players will play, but um, yeah, you know, this is, this is a good one. I mean, we've got two all timers going at each other in the NFC playoffs, something we would have never expected before. Uh, The saints have a lot of weapons, but so does Tampa. This could be a shootout. The saints have dominated Tampa twice this season, especially, I think it was week nine. They beat them like a, by a thousand points. And, 
so you there is a school of thought that this team has the other team's number, but there's also the school of thought it's very hard to beat a team three times in yeah, one season. Those are my two so quick where, takes. Is where that, do you stand here, Brad? The last time they, they faced each other, by the way, yeah. it was a 38-3 to ass-kicking. So they opened the season so. up. Saints beat them 34-23, 11-point win. And then, like you said, the la- the second meeting here, Saints beat them 38-3. And it was the curb-stomping of the year. Like, the Bucks just got destroyed. That was on the uh, November 8th. Like you said, it would appear that the Saints have their number but as Mitch and I talked about on the last ep- the last uh, Algo episode, that beating a team multiple times in a year ends up becoming difficult. Like oftentimes, you see a team that wins in the regular season have a, a difficult time overcoming the same opponent in the play in the postseason. Uh, I don't feel like that's going to be the case here. I like the Saints personally. I'm curious to hear what the numbers say. What Mitch thinks? Let's let's hear it, Mitch. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, you, you kind of stole my thoughts there. <laughs> Everybody um, got the same thoughts. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, when when you see, uh, especially the last one they played, that lopsided victory, that's going to be an underlying motivation for Tampa Bay. And, for you know, this, this also comes down to um, – you know, in that Tom Brady is going to bring a different type of preparation for playoffs. It's almost like integrity, right? Like a toughness. He's just been there so many times. Not that breeze hasn't, but clearly look, Tom Brady's the goat. And I think he does have the weapons and this team is, you know, I think they've just rounded into shape. They've rounded into form, you know, those past games, I I don't know exactly, but I think they were banged up. I think on offense, I don't think he had all his weapons. Um, I may be wrong. I don't have facts, but I want to (laughs) say that a couple of those receivers might've been out. Um, whether it was, you know, um, Godwin or somebody, I I just feel like been kind of shook up all year. Right. Right? Antonio Brown and, wasn't on board at that point either. Mm-hmm. Um, Who he so has been good lately. I mean, this, he's been great. Quite good. Yeah, the, and this Tampa Bay team is really well balanced. Like they've got pretty competent backs in Fournette and Ronald Jones. They've got obviously a good passing attack in Brady and those monster receivers. They've got a good defense. They've got a monstrous defensive line. Uh, it's it. They bring a level of balance to the playing field that's that's interesting. Um, Saints have shown really similar things, though. A great defense, which is uncharacteristic of the Saints. Uh, Alvin Kamara is just an absolute monster. He essentially blew up the fantasy world in the championship when he scored 16 or whatever, six touchdowns, a million points. Uh, Breeze is shook up with those ribs, but I'm curious. What's what's Iago got to say about it? Tampa Bay wins outright 30 to 27. You're oh, getting shit. six points of value. So I do, wow. like Tampa, I do like Tampa uh, here plus the three. I would actually buy this number. I think this is a three point game either way. I'm taking Tampa Bay and I'm going to buy it to three and a half. I just want that extra hook. 
60% of the money is coming in on New Orleans naturally. That line did open up at three and a half. It's now at three. So some slight line movement in Tampa's direction. I love Tampa here. I really do. This is going to be a phenomenal matchup. I just think with the motivation, the addition of Brown, the addition to having all his wide receivers somewhat healthy, at least on the field and being present. Um, I, I like Tampa here and, and New Orleans, you know, they, they, they look a little funny. I mean, you know, at the end of that bears game, the bears, the bears almost came back and covered that football game. Yeah. Um, they, they almost let him back in the game and New Orleans, for some reason, I don't know. It seems like they can, you know, knock them down, but they can't quite get the kill early. They can't put them away. And, you know, it, I don't know what it is. It just feels like some, you, you're always in the game and uh, I'm going with Tampa. Is this another 50-50 split on your unit, or what are you thinking for money line? Well, it's not 50-50. I'm, I'm putting more money on the sp- – it's not 50-50. Yeah, what are you okay, thinking? Okay, so, so uh, you know, uh, uh, if there's a unit size on there, I'm taking a unit on the plus three and a half, oh. and then I'm taking a half a unit on the money line. So I got you. I always take the points for a larger amount. Got you. So just like what we did with Baltimore Buffalo is what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I'm with you. Okay, good. I like it, man. I'm looking forward to that one. We got two money lines in the in play today or in play this weekend. Big That's time. gonna be fun. Big time. Let's get I love rich. it, man. I'm gonna trust the algo here. I, I don't know where where that game is gonna you know gonna be. I can see it either way. I'm gonna trust the algo. I believe in the algo, and we're sprinkle sprinkle the money line. All right, fellas. Gone. It's been fun, Mitch. You it's have been great. Thoughts? What a year. No, you know what? Hey, look, this is this is this is the top 25 best sports podcast out there. Let's How go. How about that? How about that? I love it. Let's go, Algo. Let's go playoff weekend. Love talking to you guys. That's it. We'll be back. Mm, bye-bye. Thanks for listening.